Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is April 8th, 2019. Many years ago, my wife and I took ourselves and our two young sons on a vacation to the idyllic island of St. Lucia. There was a long drive from the airport to the hotel, and the sun was setting as we headed out onto a bumpy road in a dodgy car. Soon it was dark, and my wife's confidence in my navigational skills were taking a beating, not so much because I stubbornly refused to ask directions of a group of locals sitting under a light outside a bar, but because I refused to do so again when we passed them for a second time 20 minutes later. But by then I'd figured out that we needed to drive up over a bit of a mountain, and so we chugged up upwards into the hills. The further we went, the narrower the road became, and in the almost pitch black it seemed the sides of the road descended into chasms on both the left and the right. One wrong move would spell disaster. So in low gear, having burnt out the high ones, we stuck to the middle of the road as we motored cautiously into the unknown. There was more to the story, but I suppose the main point is that we arrived. The other point, however, is that in a narrowing road, it is best to stick to the middle. And in the spring of 2019, the US economy is moving steadily down the middle of a narrowing road. The biggest difference between the early and late stages of an economic expansion is the margin for error. In the first few years of an expansion, the margin for error is actually quite wide. Because of widespread unemployment, the economy could accelerate up to 4% or 5% growth without much danger of triggering rising inflation. Equally, the economy could safely falter to 1% growth or below, with pent-up demand and low inventories acting as a safety net to protect against further decline and to trigger a renewed acceleration. However, as the US wraps up a tenth year of expansion this spring, the margin for error is much narrower. Given super-low unemployment, sustaining a 3% real GDP growth rate would likely trigger the inflation that the economy has avoided to this point. However, slipping to 1% growth could well undermine business confidence and, without pent-up demand, could lead to something worse, particularly since at this stage in this expansion, there seems little potential for further fiscal or monetary stimulus. However, recent data suggests the US economy is on a steady middle course, indicating continued expansion despite elevated late-cycle risks of recession and inflation. In particular, last Tuesday, the Bureau of Economic Analysis reported that light vehicle sales, which averaged just 16.6 million units in January and February, bounced back to 17.5 million units in March. Data from early last week also pointed to a sharp rise in inventories in January and strong construction spending in February. In addition, numbers from the prior week showed a sharp narrowing of the trade deficit in January. It should be noted that the construction, inventory and trade data are all quite volatile and strength in the first quarter may well be followed by weakness in the second. However, the collective impact of all these numbers has been to raise our estimate of first quarter real GDP growth from less than 1% to something slightly over 2%, and this, combined with a solid jobs report for March, should put near-term recession fears to rest. Nor does it appear at this stage that the economy is in danger of overheating. Despite a very tight labour market, wage inflation actually eased in March, with the average hourly earnings of production and non-supervisory workers rising 3.3% year-over-year in March, compared to 3.5% year-over-year in February. Inflation data due out this week should paint a similarly benign picture, with year-over-year growth in both core CPI and core PPI inflation likely falling in March. However, labour market numbers from both last week and this week do speak to the narrowness of the road. 
Even as the unemployment rate dropped back to 3.8% in March, the labour force fell for a third consecutive month and is now up just eight-tenths of a percent year over year. The continuing retirement of the baby boom and a falling pace of legal immigration will make it challenging to sustain even this pace of labour force growth. In recent weeks, we've seen a renewed decline in initial unemployment claims, and last week's total of 202,000 was as low as for any week in almost 50 years. Data due out this week should confirm this trend, with unemployment claims likely to stay close to 200,000 and job openings coming, coming in close to setting a record high. It is worth noting that despite these extreme levels of labour demand, the unemployment rate is no lower than it was last May. We had previously believed that the absolute lower bound of the unemployment rate was in the low 3%. However, the stickiness of unemployment at current levels could suggest that given the natural churn of firings, business failures and labour market entrance and re-entrance, the lower bound might be a little bit higher. In any event, there is very little room for unemployment to fall further. Given the constraints on the labour force growth and assuming no revolutionary surge in productivity, the US economy should not be able to grow faster than 2% in the long run. Happily for investors, however, the economy appears to have settled into just this pace of growth. The expansion rate has narrowed, but the economy may be able to stay on for some years to come, so long as it maintains its middle pace of growth. For investors, this in turn could provide steady, although modest returns, for both US equities and fixed income. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.